0: I, this is, it's a, it's a rare privilege to be with you all here here this evening. Hey, I think we have some notes, don't we, for for the devotional here this evening. I'm going to ask uh, our ushers. See, I'm into this. The ushers, are, are, are they already distributed? Or? Oh, oh, okay. Wow, I am, uh, you know what they say, that old saying, yeah, I see that there's wave offering going on here. Just, just don't start doing this number, you know, ripping them apart. <laughs> there, there you go. But uh, just, just some notes there in front of you that might be helpful as you as you take them home and you just kind of kind of look at this at this passage together here this evening. But well, we're going to spend we're going to spend the next number of weeks in this. And it's Luke Luke chapter 11, of course, verses 1 through 4. And let, let me read this to you. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples to pray. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Hey, you go to uh, Matthew's um, rendition of the Lord's Prayer, and it's a little more lengthy than what this one is, but as we go through this in the next number of weeks, we'll be adding some of those comments from uh, Matthew as well, but Luke through 4 is very, is 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 powerful, and and I want to talk to you the next number of weeks on uh, the idea of being caught praying. Wouldn't it be great to just be caught praying all the time? I heard somebody, uh, Melinda, right? You were you were talking here earlier about how, man, we can do it under all kinds of circumstances. I think of Nehemiah there in the Old Testament. Those short prayers that he would pray. uh, Help me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Uh, You know, all the pressures that he was facing and and all the chances that we have to to pray to him. I wonder how many times they caught Jesus praying. Can you imagine? I, I I don't believe, you know, he taught this. We don't do these religious things for show. But if prayer is that much a part of your life, uh, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get caught praying. And I'm glad that I grew up in a home where I caught my parents praying all the time. And there were times when they really needed to be praying for, for us kids. But thankful that Jesus was caught praying. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And, and I, try, I, I just tried to imagine that maybe... He was up on a hill above the disciples' encampment. Maybe they were along a river, and he went out along the river there and was praying to his Father in heaven. Wherever it may be, What wherever that certain place was, he was spied out, and they, they, their curiosity... I, can't you just imagine them standing there? Maybe they're on the other side of a bush or something, and... And Peter and John and James are there, and they're just kind of talking to each other and saying, look, there's Jesus over there, and he's praying. Shh, don't bother him. And then finally, after a while, in their impatience, Jesus was finally done, and they came up to him, and they make this interesting request, which I think is actually one of the best prayers we can ever pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Uh, I asked the question, was it Peter? seemed like Peter was always the first one to speak up and if he was this is probably one of the smartest things that he ever said in those three years that he was following Jesus on this earth whoever I'm glad they requested Lord teach us to pray we need help here because friends let's just let's just put it very bluntly here this evening we are not natural prayers I had a youth director in one of my churches who a number of years ago he just he just admitted this he said you know the thought of sitting down for an hour he heard a sermon about sitting down for an hour just silently before the Lord and allowing him to speak he says the thought of that just scares me to death and not because I don't love the Lord but just because I'm not used to sitting still that long to to hear the voice of of Jesus in my life but lord teach us to pray this could be the, the most useful and spiritual thing that you could ever pray this could mark the beginning of an ongoing relationship with your father in heaven let's let let or an ongoing conversation with him let's pray it together lord teach us to pray teach us to pray he, he will you know they they didn't call him good teacher for nothing he came to teach us all of these types of things even as he prepared to leave isn't it interesting that even as he prepared to leave remember what he said I'm gonna send you the Holy Spirit And remember what he said about the Holy Spirit. He said he's going to teach you all things. He's going to remind you of everything that I have said. Lord, teach us to pray. I remember a teenager in in a church where he looked at me one day and he said, You know, I was standing in line at Starbucks. And he said the line was long and and it just seemed like it was, and I'm standing there and I'm fretting and all that. And he said, Pastor Larry, all of a sudden I realized it was like a voice said to me, hey, you know, while you're standing in line here at Starbucks, you can be praying. You can be praying for your family while you're waiting. And I looked at that young man, and, I, and, and, and it just hit me. I said, do you realize that was the Holy Spirit talking to you and teaching you about all of those settings and all of those times that you have the opportunity to pray to the Lord? Think about it here this evening. In the same way, I, I love this scripture. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. That's Romans eight twenty-six, And I say, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. He will, and don't hesitate to ask, as you remember that other scripture found over there in James 4, 2. You do not have because you do not ask God. Lord, teach us to pray. And, and it's interesting isn't it interesting they added this they said teach us to pray just as john taught his disciples I, I i looked that up that's kind of an interesting that they would ask him that but apparently back in those days well-known teachers would do that they would teach their disciples to pray well-known teachers discipling their disciples in prayer. Pray like this. Pray this way. Even non-Christian groups are taught to pray to their gods. Uh, I heard a story here sometime back that was so sad. It happened several years ago. Matter of fact, we always think of it the other way around, but there down in Fort Worth, Texas, there there was a so-called follower of Christ. Somebody who was saying they were a Christian and he was talking about a certain mosque in the neighborhood, and he was saying, you know what I'm going to do? This is somebody who said he's a Christian. He said, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to blow the place up. He says, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to take care of all of those people. And I said, isn't that horrible that somebody who would claim Christ would say something like that? I'm so proud of my pastor friend there. His, His name is Lynn Nichols. And he got a burden for that whole situation. Right down the street is Northside Church of the Nazarene in Fort Worth, Texas. They got the idea. You know what they did? They invited the mosque to church. They invited the mosque, the members of the mosque, to a Sunday afternoon meal at the church. Not because they wanted to compromise their beliefs in any way. They wanted to show who they believe in. And you know what was interesting? Something else they did? They started having prayer meetings on the sidewalk in front of the mosque. Can you imagine that? And and somebody said in one of those prayer meetings, somebody started thinking, you know, I wonder what it's like to pray to a god and I'm using the small G word there, a God named Allah. Isn't it interesting that every religion probably teaches some type of prayer, but we are, I'm thankful that our particular religion, we get to talk to our Father like He's our Father. What am I talking about here this evening? I'm talking about a family conversation grace gives us followers of Christ the chance to address the two, true God of the universe as father in other words it's just like when I was growing up daddy dad I need this hey dad give me the keys to the car please a family conversation we, we go to the beach every other summer down at the Outer Banks, and I remember when my grandsons were smaller, and their dad, he's, he's just one of those swimmer types, you know. If if you're an Anderson, and that's that's his name, if you're an Anderson, your kid's going to be a swimmer, even to the point where he picks them up and just jumps into the water, and for a brief second, they go under. I can still hear those boys going, No, Daddy, no, Daddy, don't do this to me. No, no, no. And you think, Oh, man, when they come up, they're really going to be crazy but when they come up out of the water, they're happy. They said, hey, I lived. I lived to do it. Daddy, pay attention to me. Daddy, do this for me. This is the kind of prayer that we're talking about here. How reassuring. The first point in Jesus' lesson plan is that prayer is just like a family conversation. It's not to some unknown entity out there. Not just some small G type of God that doesn't really exist. But we're talking about the God of heaven who wants to be our Father in heaven. It's a conversation. A child addressing a, love, a loving parent. Father. I like the picture of what we see here. It's interesting. You go back one chapter in the book of Luke here. And in verse 38 through 42, you see... A lady by the name of Mary, and she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And she's just taking in everything that Jesus is saying. What's interesting about that, that's one side of the coin. And obviously, it's a legitimate side. We need to take in everything that he's saying. But one of the things about the Lord's Prayer, it reminds us that there's another side to the coin. And you know what that is? He wants to take in what we have to say. It really does go both ways it's us talking to him it's him talking to us father it's god listening to us the scriptures celebrate this miracle i love this one psalm 34 15 the eyes of the lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry that's psalm 34 15 it's interesting that the apostle peter who saw jesus praying so many times Decided he was going to repeat that Old Testament passage. 1 Peter 3, 12. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their prayer. I want to learn to talk to a God like that. Thank the Lord. A God like that. You know, in the Old Testament book of Ezra. Ezra was from the priestly, priestly division. Ezra, they were, they were in captivity and some of the Israelites were getting ready to go back to their homeland and go back and rebuild and rebuild the temple and all of those things and Ezra said King Artaxerxes he said the God that we serve will protect us along the way. No need for military intervention. You don't have to send your soldiers because we know if this is right, nothing's going to be able to stand in the way. No bandits, no evil are going to do anything to us. And all of a sudden, he started having second thoughts and thinking, but he was too ashamed to go back to the king. But you know what he did? He turned to the Lord himself. And listen to this. It says, So we fasted and prayed about our concerns, and God listened. And God listened. You know, I think there's a pattern here. We can pour out our hearts to Him anytime, and our Father listens. I hope you know that today. Let's learn how to talk to a father like this. My dad spent his life doing so. Talk about the repetition of seeing something healthy in my life. I, I'm one of five children. There's, there's, there's three girls in the middle, and my brother and I are on each end. I'm the oldest. He's the youngest. My brother was getting married here. Oh, it's been some years ago now. And... and um, He's, he made arrangements at a certain hotel in the location that we were going to. And I'll never forget our family. This was in the day before GPS and all those kind of helps. And we're, head, we're heading down toward Don and Patty's wedding. And we get close to the place and we're looking around. And, and somehow we, we couldn't find the hotel and we didn't know where it was. And so we're just kind of wandering around. And then... We pulled off to the side of the road, and a state trooper pulled up behind us, and he came up and said, is there anything that I can help you with? And we started talking about, we gave him the name of the hotel, and all of a sudden he got this look on his face, and he, and he says, I want you to know something, folks. I wouldn't put my worst enemy in that place. <laughs> so all of a sudden I said, well, dawn strikes again. Here we go. Well, we got there and we realized what the straight, state trooper was talking about, but I'm standing here telling you we survived. There, there was a kind of a, a rickety second-floor walkway there at the hotel, and all of us kids, you know, us younger folks, we were standing down on the parking lot, and we were yucking it up down there and kind of talking about that and teasing my brother about it and all that, and I'll never forget, I looked up, my dad wasn't with us on the parking lot, And I looked up, and my dad was standing up on that walkway at the second floor. And you know what he was doing? He was just standing there looking at all of us. And I know because of the pattern that I saw over and over again, I know exactly what my dad was doing. He was praying for his kids, he was praying for his grandchildren. My dad didn't get caught praying because he wanted to get caught praying. He just got caught praying because of repetition. I mean, you can't help but get caught praying when you give yourself to the Lord in that way. Every day, um, practicing the presence, of, you know, we talk about practicing the presence of God. Prayer and all of that is connected. I remember hearing a pastor say a number of years ago, he said, you know, the older I get and the, more, the longer I've been in the ministry, the more I realize when something, when something comes to my mind, I take it to the Lord right away. He said, you always want to wonder, what are you going to pray? And he, There's always something to be praying about. But developing that mindset that says, you know when that care comes along and that situation comes along, what do we do? Instead of fretting over it, we go to Him in prayer. And I'm still in the process of learning that. Just one day, one step at a time. There's my dad up there. He's praying for his family. Thank the Lord that I saw that all those years that I was growing up. Well, I'm here to tell you this evening Here's the best prayer you can ever pray. Lord, teach us to pray. That's what we're going to be talking about on Sunday nights here, the good Lord willing. And and, and you know know as well as I do, I'm going to tell you something that I know you already know. The times demand this. And I'll tell you what, the, the work of God is facing some great challenges these days. And the opportunities are, are, are there in, in front of us, but there's so much change going on and, and so much that would make us fear, but I'm here to tell you today that the, the, the God who blessed all those years back is the God who still wants to do the same thing. There are some things that never change, and you know what one of them is? The power of prayer. The power. W- would you agree with me this? Here, here's, uh, here's from Brian Powell. Listen to this. The church can't compete with the world in the realms of entertainment and events. Boy, that's true, isn't it? Let me, let me say that again. The church can't compete with the world in the realms of entertainment and events. Stop trying. What makes us unique is the power of the Holy Spirit. Start praying. Leave it up to the Lord. You know, if I were to, if I were to say anything here this evening, I, I just, I just want to make this commitment. Lord, I commit to be taught. Teach me to pray. you like to join me in that commitment. I know, I know, I'm talking to people. You, you've been in seminars. You've heard sermons about prayers over the years. But it never gets old. Lord, I commit to be taught. Teach me to pray. Teach me to pray. I wonder, I wonder if they heard Jesus pray, Father, Father. Whatever the disciples saw or heard, something welled up inside of them. There was a desire there. And all I can say is, Lord, would you do it again in my heart? Would you do it in our hearts? Lord, Lord, teach us to pray. You know what I love? And I close with this. I, I love this. I love the Lord's response. Listen to what he says. When you pray, say, Father. Isn't it interesting he didn't say if. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. He wants to include us in this. This is a conversation. It's God's gift of grace to us. It's good news. Listen to this. He who sought seclusion, and Jesus did that all the time, he'd go up to a private place to pray. But he who sought seclusion desires our inclusion in this adventure of a lifetime called prayer. He wants to include you. How about it? Are you ready to stand and commit with me? Would you stand, please? Lord, I commit to be taught. Teach me to pray. Lord, if that would be the desire of our hearts this evening, would you just challenge us to be there? Yeah, to... To really be that kind of people. Lord, I commit. Teach me to pray. Lord, I commit to be taught. Teach me to pray. Pray about that for a few moments. Just right where you're standing. Teach me to pray, Lord. You know what? I, I, I love that picture. I heard somebody say a number of years ago. Here, here's, here's how we can picture it. As soon as we say Father, He's right there. If I'm driving back to Westerville tomorrow afternoon and I say, Father, it's just like I can imagine looking over in the passenger seat and realizing that he's right there. Reality is he's all around us. And so when you're out there doing 75 and a 65 (laughs) and you look over and you think, Oh, the Lord, and you put, you tap that brake a little bit and begin to pray. I, you know what I love? A.W. Tozer writes this. We need never shout across the spaces to an absent God. He is nearer than our own soul, closer than our most secret thoughts. He's that close. He's that close. Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, may it be so in these days. Thank you, Lord, for a great crowd coming out here on a Sunday night. Lord, would you, would you just teach us to relax in your presence? I'm, I'm thankful, Lord, that this prayer isn't just some big technical thing where we have to learn all the right words. But you've provided for us a prayer, a pattern that, yes, we recite, but most of all, it's a pattern. And I'm thankful that right up, right up front, you've given us the opportunity to address you as our Father. Our Father in heaven. Thank you for loving us enough to communicate with us this way. For sending your son to show us the way and set the example. Lord, we just love you this evening. What a beautiful silence. As we bask in your presence. And tell you. That we're ready to learn even more about this thing called prayer. May it be so. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed.